Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 21st, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus, and this week is Thanksgiving week. And so this week, I'm only sharing messages up to tomorrow. And then after that is Thanksgiving. Once we get into Thanksgiving, I'm going to shut it down for the rest of the week. So I was praying about what parable I could use uh, that would line up with Thanksgiving. And as I was, you know, Googling, it was interesting to me that the story of the miracle of the 10 lepers came up as a parable. And I was like, that's not a parable. That really happened. And then so I was looking at that. There was like debate with, with some scholars on whether or not this is actually something that happened as part of Jesus's ministry or whether or not it's a parable or if it really happened and you can still use it as a story. So I was like, look, I don't know. I prayed about it. The Lord was like, fine, just use it. And so whether it's a parable or not, I'm going to use it this morning to express. Here's the title of today's message, The Power of Gratitude. Put in the chat, uh, say, I have an attitude of gratitude. We're going to talk about the importance of having an attitude of gratitude on this Thanksgiving week. And I want you to open up your heart to receive what God is about to release in your life about gratitude. Say amen to that. All right, so before we actually get into the message, there's a scripture we've been looking at all year. It's Psalms 126 and verse four. I want us to go back to it again today. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. This is a scripture we've been looking at all year because at our church, we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And so while we're still in 2023, I'm going to continue to, to declare this over your life. If there's an area, any area of your life that's dried up, the Lord is going to restore it in the season. The Bible says, Lord, do it again. Say, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So we want no dry areas. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. So once again, we're looking at the 10 lepers today. Whether or not this is a parable doesn't really matter at this point. I'm going to just talk about the 10 lepers and we're talking about Thanksgiving, right? So let me talk to you a little bit uh, about this. Well, let's, let me read the scripture and then I'll give you some background. So this is found in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. The Bible says, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus passed through the border of this region between Samaria and Galilee. Remember, the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. But in this area, the Jews and the Samaritans, you know, they were close by, close proximity. And as he entered one of the villages, 10 men approached him, but they kept their distance because they were lepers. And so they shouted out to him, mighty Lord, oh, wonderful master, please have mercy on us and heal us. And when Jesus stopped and looked at them, he spoke these words. He just spoke words. He healed another leper before by laying hands on him. In this case, he didn't lay hands. He just spoke words. He says, go, go examine, go allow yourself to be examined by the Jewish priest. I'm going to explain what the significance of that here in a minute. So they set off and they went. And as they went, the Bible says they were healed. Now, one of them, a Samaritan. The Bible just has to point out the fact that this guy was a Samaritan. When he realized that he was healed, he turned back. He said, no, 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 I got to say thank you. <laughs> My mama taught me about please and thank you. So he went back and he started shout, shouting joyous praises and glorifying God. He thanked Jesus. And when he found Jesus, he fell down on his feet, at his feet, 
And he thanked him over and over and over again, saying, you are the Messiah. You are the Messiah. You are the Messiah. And so Jesus, instead of addressing this one, Jesus says, where are the other nine? He says, weren't there 10 of them that were healed? Oh, but the other nine refused to return and to say, thank you. You're the only one that returned and you're a Samaritan. I'm not going to get into the whole thing with the Samaritans, but anyway, he just pointed that out. Just so happens that you're a Samaritan and you're the only one that returned. So then the Bible says this, verse 19, interesting. Then Jesus said to the man that was already healed, lying at his feet, arise and go. Your faith has brought you salvation and made you whole. He said, now, I don't need you to go to the priest anymore. That's not even, for you, it doesn't even matter. Salvation has come to your household. Your faith has now, the other guys got healed, but I'm giving you something they didn't get because you came back to say, thank you. Salvation has come to your household. Salvation has made you whole. Now, for you to understand the whole thing with leprosy, I've taught on this before, you got to understand like what leprosy was. So what does this mean for you today? I have five things to share with you. It's actually the first one to set on the stage, then four points. As I get into these, I need you to open up your heart to receive. The first one is just explaining what leprosy was, right? And I've taught on this before, but it's worth repeating. Leprosy is an infectious disease that attacks the skin and the central nervous system. And people with leprosy often don't have a sensation of pain. So they don't even know when they hurt, when they cut themselves, they could be like, oh, I'm bleeding. Oh, I didn't know, right? They Because they don't feel it. So they, they hurt themselves without knowing. They, they cut themselves without knowing. They injure themselves all the time. And they also develop skin lesions. <laughs> now, the lesions cause a terrible smell. So now you got people that, that don't know when they're hurt, so they're bruised all the time and bleeding. You got people that have lesions all over the body, which stink. I mean, like a tremendous smell and is very contagious. So for obvious reasons, under the Hebraic law, uh, under the the law of the Hebrews, these people were unclean, right? I mean, so if a woman on her menstrual cycle is unclean, imagine this, right? So they were unclean and they were social outcasts. And because of that, there was no cure. They were resigned to living their lives in leprous colonies, And so all the lepers had to basically live together in these leprous colonies, and they couldn't see their families, they couldn't see their friends, and nobody could see them, and nobody could be around them, and all of that. So yes, tremendous physical pain. So now you got stinking, all of that going on, and you got the physical issues that's going on, but now you got the psychological issues because now these people are disconnected from their family, from their loved ones, from their friends. If they were married, they can't be around their spouse. They got to, have to go live in this leprous colony. So now you got the physical harm, but you got the mental and the psychological and the, and the emotional. So they're living like this slow, emotional, social death, right? And they're condemned to living a life of separation and despair. They're stripped of their dignity. It could could have been somebody who's a lawyer or a doctor, a business owner, but now once they're a leper, that's it. They're stripped of their dignity. They're stripped of their respect, their social status, all of that. So these were people that needed not just physical healing, but they needed to be restored and to be accepted and to be reintegrated into society, right? They were ostracized. And Jesus had a heart for the people who were ostracized and and marginalized. And and so when we walk with God and God walks with us, we should have a heart for people that need a blessing. And God wants us to be healed, healthy, blessed, and prosperous in every area of our lives. Put in the chat, God wants me healed, healthy, blessed, 
and prosperous in every area. That's what God wants. So in this case, Jesus provided physical healing for 10, but he provided restoration for one because he had an attitude of gratitude, because he had a spirit of thanksgiving. So number two, let's talk about our need for God. We got to recognize that we need divine intervention. Put in the chat, I need God. I, I need God. You and I, we have to recognize, acknowledge that we need God, right? That, that without God, we can do nothing. So this story begins with the 10 lepers standing out at a distance away from Jesus, crying out for mercy, crying out for Jesus to heal them. They didn't even want to get, get close. They know they were not supposed to be around other people. And so they're crying out, but their cry is telling us Hey, I need you. So they're crying out to Jesus saying, I need what you have. In other words, we need to call out to God, cry out to God. There are moments where we have to let God know out loud from our hearts that I need you, God, that without you, I am nothing. I am not a self-made man. I am not a self-made woman. I need you, God. And without you, I can't do it. So we have to acknowledge like the lepers that we need God in our lives. It, it doesn't matter if you're physically broken or socially outcast or, or spiritually in need, whatever the need is, whether it doesn't matter if nothing is bad, everything is going great in your life. You still need God and you need to let him know that you need him and invite him in. Why is that important? Because God will not interrupt your life without your invitation. Put in the chat, God will not interrupt my life without my invitation. We need to invoke, you know what an invocation is? It's invoking the presence of God. God, we need you and we need you to show up. And so we are invoking, we are inviting, we are welcoming God to be involved in our life. Prayer is earthly license for heavenly interference. Put that in the chat. So you want to invite God into your situation. Don't tell me, oh man, Brother Pina, this has been going on, this has been going on. I called uh, the lawyer, I called the banker, I called and I'm like, okay, cool. But did you call Jesus? <laughs> like, I mean, my God, like you called all these people. Did you tell God? Well, you know, God knows what I need. No, 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 no. Jesus said, God knows what you need before you ask, but you still need to ask. James said, you have not because you ask not. You need to welcome God into your situation. And you do that by crying out to him. The lepers cried out because they were saying, we need you. What's on you is what we need. We need to express to God, especially this week in this spirit of Thanksgiving. We need to let God know, first of all, I need you. Second of all, thank you. Thank you for always being there for me. You're more committed to me than I'm committed to me. Your hand is on me. You are on me and in me and with me and for me. You said in your word, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree let you down or leave you hopeless or leave you without support. Father, I thank you. You would never turn your back on me. Father, I thank you that I'm in your hand and no man can pluck me out. Oh, glory to God. I need you. I need you in my life. And I want to thank you for always being there for me. We need to recognize that we need God, that we are insufficient without him, that without him, we can do nothing, but with him, we can do all things. So the first thing I want to tell you on this Thanksgiving week, as we set our minds on the things that are above to give God praise and give God thanks, we need God and we need to invite God and need to, we need to welcome God and we need to call upon God, call upon the name of the Lord and he will answer you. It's about submitting to him. It's about acknowledging that we are not self-sufficient. It's about admitting that we are nothing without him. It's about recognizing that, that God is God and we need him in our lives. And therefore, we should give him praise. Therefore, we should give him thanks. Say amen to that. Oh, glory to God. Number three, when, when we call on God and he responds, 
Now, let me talk about the power of Jesus's word and our response. When we call on God and God gives us a word, we got to be obedient to that word. And delayed obedience is disobedience. So, so let me explain. So in Leviticus chapter 14, the Bible explains that when somebody was in an unclean situation and they were then thought that they were clean, they had to go show themselves to the priest. And the priests were the ones that said, oh, you're good now. You can go back to your family. You can go back to your wife. You can go back to your husband. You can go back, right? But the priests had to pronounce them clean. So when they called, hey, Jesus, have mercy on us. Heal us from afar. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. You're good. Like he was saying, go, show yourself to the priest because that, that means it was an indication that you're healed. And so the priest needs to let you back into society. You need to be reintegrated from a social perspective. So as they went, the Bible says they were healed, but only one of them, one out of the 10 turned back to give God praise. Jesus responded, hey, go show yourself to the priest. They responded by going. As they went, they were healed. Here's my point. You got to be obedient to whatever God says, whatever God tells you to do when you call upon him. Why are you going to call upon the, the name of the Lord if when he tells you to do something, you're not going to do it? So whatever he tells you to do, do it. Like at like the, the wedding at Cana, the, the Jesus's mother said, whatever that man tells you to do, you just do it. So whatever God tells you to do, you do it. You do it in faith. You do it without a doubt. You do it without wavering. You do it even at the risk of looking foolish. They were like, oh man, go show ourselves to the priest. What if we're not healed? They just went. And, and as they went, they were healed. Listen, you got to be obedient. Put in the chat, I am obedient to God. You got to go. And as you go, as you are being obedient, what's going to happen? The power of God will be manifested in your life. You will experience God in a way that, that you've been calling upon him to experience. So this point here, it teaches us about obedience to God, about immediately acting. I'm telling you, put in the chat, delayed obedience is disobedience. So delayed obedience is disobedience. So what you want to do is respond. And what you want to do is respond right away. It's not just about hearing a word from God, but it's about being a doer of the word of God. Put in the chat, I am a doer of the word of God. I'm not a hearer only. I am a doer of the word of God. So when God tells me something, I'm going to go. And as I go, these things will manifest in my life. As I go, not while I'm sitting, but while I'm serving. I will, as I go, these things will manifest in my life. And so you got you, you to gotta live by faith. And faith is an action word. So put in the chat, say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be obedient to God and I'm going to do whatever he tells me to do. Number four, the significance of gratitude and thanksgiving, the significance of saying thank you, right? 10 lepers were healed. But on this Thanksgiving week, I got to remind you that only one came back to say thank you. Only one acknowledged Jesus as the source of his healing. This act of gratitude set him apart from the other nine, and he was a Samaritan. <laughs> so he was the one that was not supposed to say thank you. And he turned around and say thank you. Gratitude is a key element in our relationship with God. It's an acknowledgement of God's sovereignty and God's goodness. We got to learn how to say thank you. The Bible says, give thanks unto God in all things, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. Watch this. I like to say, we should give thanks in all things, even if we can't give thanks for all things. Even if you can't give God thanks for it, because like, oh man, this is a bad situation. I'm not going to thank you for it. Like, you know, like you put it on me. No. Even if you can't thank God for it, you still got to thank God in it. In the middle of that situation, 
Put put in the chat. I thank God for it. No, I'm gonna thank God in it, and I, when I can't do it for it, right? So I'm gonna still thank God in all things at all times. I'm gonna give God some praise. And what what happens? A thankful heart. Put this in the chat. A thankful heart is a magnet for miracles. It's a magnet for blessings. When I give God praise. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. When I give God praise, it's like God just comes down and manifests his glory. When I give God praise, my praise, my thanksgiving, my worship to God is a magnet for miracles. It's a magnet for blessings. It attracts the blessing. It attracts. Listen, God says, man, that's my son. That's my daughter. She's giving me praise. He's giving me praise in the middle of a, in the middle of it, in the middle of a terrible situation. I know what he's going through. I know what she's going through. And he's still, she's still has thanksgiving on his lips. Man, I want to do something for my son. And you know what I'm saying? It's a magnet for the blessing. It will attract the blessing. It will attract favor. Gratitude keeps us connected to the source of our blessing because we're acknowledging that it is him and not us. We're acknowledging the fact that God, I just came out of that meeting and I got the contract. I got the win. I got the situation. I, you know, it came out, it worked out for my good. And it's me saying, thank you. Acknowledging that was not me. I, God, God, I don't want to ever, I don't ever want to ever take, take your glory. No, no, no. I acknowledge the fact, God, that that was not me. I, I went to you know, I went to all these banks and they all said, no, you told me to go to this one. And they said, yes. I just want to pause real quick before I drive away from the bank. Lord, I want to say thank you. Ooh, glory to God. Because without you, I couldn't do it. And it wasn't me. You, you just went to the doctor and you got that report and you just want to say thank you. And, and, and the doctor said, you did a good job with your diet and you did a good job with your physical therapy and you did a good job. And when you get in the car, you say, no, 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 but that wasn't me, God. I don't want to act like it was me. It wasn't me. I just want to say thank you. I'm acknowledging the fact when I give God praise that it's not about me and it's all about him. I'm acknowledging the fact that when I give God praise, when I give God the glory, when, when people say, oh, Brother Pino, oh my God, that was so good. To God be the glory. No, but you was the one that preached it. No, 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 no. To God be the glory. But you was the one that studied for hours. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still the grace of God. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. No, when the spotlight is on me, I deflect that glory right back to God. Remember, I told you before that God gets the glory and we get the benefits. And I love that arrangement. That arrangement works just fine with me. I give him the glory. And I, I, as I continue to give him the glory, as I continue to give him the honor, as I continue to give him the praise, God continues to bless me real good. Oh my God. And so why? Because my praise is a magnet for the blessing. I am showing God every day in every way. God is not about me. Every day in every way. God, I need you and I thank you and glory to God. Even when it doesn't look like it's working yet, even when it doesn't look like it's working, I know it's working. I know God is working when it don't look like it's working. So I start giving God some praise for it. Watch this. Oh, glory. I feel like preaching. Now, let me tell you something. Give God some praise in advance. Give God some praise on credit. Anybody can praise God after it's done, but I love giving God some pre-performance praise. Oh, glory. Put it in the chat, pre-performance praise. When you give God pre-performance praise, you're, like, you're saying, God, I'm going to give you praise on credit because I know it's a good thing. I know it's already done. I, I, I'm giving you praise for like it's already done before it happens. Why? Because that's, that's an act of my faith. So I'm even giving you praise by faith. Give God some praise like that. On this week of Thanksgiving, I just want to remind you that every day should be a day of Thanksgiving where we give God praise. Number five, last point for today. Beyond physical healing. I feel like preaching today, but I'm going to try to calm down. Beyond physical healing, you can have spiritual wholeness. Jesus's final words to this man, this leper, he said, arise and go. Your faith has brought you salvation and your faith has made you whole. I'm going to give you something the other nine didn't get. And now I don't even need you to go to the priest no more. I'm giving you something beyond physical healing. Salvation has come to your household. I'm talking about spiritual wholeness. The grateful leper 
receive something on another level. It was a spiritual wholeness. It was a, a, an ultimate blessing. It was a blessing on a greater level. Why? Because he said, thank you. This teaches us that we ought to live with an attitude of gratitude. God will bless us beyond physical needs. God will bless us beyond financial needs. God will bless us beyond the surface level. When you start giving God praise, I'm talking about spirit, soul, and body, body, soul, and spirit. You will be blessed on a greater level every day in every way. Why? Because you will have encounters with God through these spiritual encounters as you're giving God praise for everything he has done, everything he is doing, everything he will do in your life. And so when you walk with God and God walks with you and you live your life with an attitude of gratitude, Listen, God will bless you on levels that far exceed anything that you ever asked or thought or imagined. Why? Because it's a spiritual blessing and it's going to exceed the natural and it's going to take you to another level. And it all happened by you saying, thank you. Thank you, God. On this, on this Thanksgiving week, let's just develop an attitude of gratitude. Put in the chat, Thanksgiving is not just a day for me. No, no, no. Thanksgiving is a lifestyle. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I come before you with a heart full of gratitude. I recognize my deep need for you. And I welcome your intervention in my life. I want you to get involved in every area of my life. And I acknowledge that without you, I am nothing, but with you, I can do all things. I am a doer of your word. I am quick to be obedient. I thank you for physical healing, but also for spiritual healing. I thank you for blessing me and taking me to another level with you. I enter this day healed, healthy, blessed, and prosperous in every area of my life. I'm grateful for every blessing, big and small, and I commit to living a lifestyle of continuous thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is more than just an annual tradition for me. Thanksgiving is my life, and I express my appreciation for you every day in every way. Living with this mindset, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one and then we're done for the week. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, why would you not sign up to get my notes? You get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, do it right now. Hit the bell icon, hit like and subscribe. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message right now, right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Greater is coming for you. Every day should be a day of Thanksgiving. All right. Love you. God bless you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible. 
in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.